listening to the AntsMarching.org podcast, the new brand of AM radio. Been twerking all day. Are you kidding me? <laughs> well, I'm glad I got that recorded, Jake. Welcome back to yet another episode of the AntsMarching.org podcast. I'm drinking. That is Jake. Sorry. It's Friday night. He's drinking. I'm drinking. Everybody's drinking. Drinking, and we are ready to rock. So you'll notice that we are sans Joe M tonight, and everybody's sad. Everybody's Jake. You sad? I'm very sad. I am I'm, too. I'm heartbroken. Uh, the the really the the net net effect of this is I can't beat on you with with Joe gone. So I have to make nice. You know, we have to I be kn- simpatico. I know it, it's it's crazy because usually it's well actually that's not true. I feel like you and I usually team up on Joe. We've been agreeing lately. That's that's true. For the first time in like six years, it's but but we've known each other longer than that, so it's not all of it, you know. No, yeah, just we've so had we're a on a good run. run where we didn't. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so um, Friday night, uh, what are you up to tonight? What are you drinking? Well, um, I had the pleasure of, of stopping by uh, one of the local um, beer places on the way home. By the way, if you hear some sirens going off in the background, I apologize because I'm actually sitting outside. Um, and trying to enjoy the wet weather and here in Central Florida. Sirens and yeah. helicopters. It's not helicopters, but we have a partly cloudy alarm that goes off quite often, and it's partly cloudy outside. So um, I apologize for that. But uh, anyway, I am drinking um, from my, my good friends at Bowiegans, which is located in Castleberry, Florida, in Central Florida. I'm drinking their Tropical, again, IPA, the Florida IPA, which is a fruity IPA, uh, 8.4%, a little bit That's strong. Little sharp, yeah. Yeah, it's got a little bit of a flavor to it, but it has some citrus hints to it, um, which is really, really nice. And again, just being so lucky to drink fresh beer, as you know, Matt, being up there uh, where you are in the Pacific Northwest, the the ability to get fresh beer is just such a blessing. Massive difference, especially when you're talking about hops, which really um, require freshness a lot of times. So you can get a real highly uh, you know, imperial hopped ale or a fresh hop ale, and if you don't drink that thing within... A month max. It's it's a completely different beer, and you lose out on a lot of those characteristics. It it really does. It was interesting while I was uh, while I was there um, getting my growler filled. I tried something I generally don't drink, and I dry, I tried a pilsner, um, which if you're not familiar with beers and you're just sort of like listening, go and get to the DMB stuff. It's basically like a Budweiser. I mean, that's basically what a pilsner is. Yeah. And what they called it was they called it a pilsner because they did not drop the temperature down low enough to qualify to be a pilsner. So oh, I found so that they, kinda... so they didn't lager it. Correct. Uh huh. Correct. So they so technically it's a pale because of that. I, I I'm not exactly sure what the temperatures. I believe it's forty degrees. So I apologize if I'm wrong on this. But the point is that. You know, there's different degrees of beer, and it's so interesting how it sort of lays out. And just a subtle difference in temperature makes a difference in the taste. Oh, absolutely. Especially when you're talking yeast. They all have different characteristics, different different preferred fermenting points. So, yeah, you can get a lot of different stuff out of your temperature. Absolutely. I uh, When I'm ta- when you, you mentioned IPAs and a tropical IPA, um, those are my favorite kind of IPAs. I love that mango or maybe a little bit of pineapple. I love the tropical fruit Um aspect of of ipas when they when they take that on so that sounds really good oh it's delicious it's it's just so good there's we're really especially being in florida because we have the citrus around us we really have a lot of uh, beers around here that are infused sort of with that flavor now what is that what's the difference up there in um in in washington well i mean i don't know if you know but i think something like 85 percent of domestic beer in the united states sources its hops from like the Yakima Valley in Washington. 
Which I is, did not know that. Yeah, and something like a massive number like that, and then I believe it's still even a majority of of the hops um, sourced in the world are sourced from the Yakima Valley. I believe the numbers are that crazy. So we are hop central up here. Um, we still find a lot of beers with with citrus hops and and, and tropical hops coming, but um, I mean, run the gamut. Any kind of any kind of IPA you want, we've pretty much got up here. Uh, whether it's wow. from here or California, for sure. Wow, it's just just lucky place to yeah, be. Yeah, I'm I'm drinking. I had one more of these in my fridge. I, ha- I originally picked up a four pack of these. I think last year, and they're okay. Um, it's Dogfish Head. It's called Beer Thousand. So it's a right lyrical lager brewed with ten varieties of grains and ten varieties of hops, um, mm. and it is ten percent alcohol. So <laughs> ten times ten times ten is one thousand. So the beer is called Beer Thousand. It's uh, it's quite malty. Um, Twenty years in the making, they say. So uh, I like it. Uh, it's pretty good. It's it's just strong, right? Yeah, I mean, really. I mean, just when you get you kind of get that kind of, I don't know. Almost to me, it's like a yeasty taste to it, almost. Yeah. But I like that. Yeah, yeah, it's good. So all right. So now that I, I believe we're still on a DMB podcast, now we haven't <laughs> we haven't yet started our beer. That would be a great little curveball to throw, huh? Exactly. That's like Joe's worst nightmare right there. He's not here, for, <laughs> thankfully. So um, again, we we had said before we started, we're going to. This will probably be a briefer podcast due to the fact that we're missing one of our our three. Um, Joe is currently on a beach with dudes somewhere right now in Florida, um, and God bless him for it. Because, yeah, whatever. Uh, we don't judge. I'm cool. jealous. I, I am. He sent me a picture earlier today. Not only, oh, you know what? Here is part of this segment. He sent me a picture of the beach, and he was holding a heady topper in his hand. Which is a, a very highly rated IPA from Vermont. So uh, he rubbed that in. So Joe's having a heady topper. How about that? Let me just sidetrack real quick because the people listening in Florida, I know there's a lot of you here. We're so bad about it that we're spoiled. And, and we feel bad when people come down like, hey, you want to go to the beach? And we're kind of like, eh, you know, it's, you know, it's, there's one cloud in the sky, so we don't want to go. Yeah. That's sort of the Florida thing about the beaches. It's it's really terrible. So I'm just as as on behalf of Florida, I apologize to everybody that comes down and says, "Hey, let's go to the beach." To so their friends, they're kind of like, "Eh, I don't want to go." That's why because we're just spoiled because it's everywhere. It is true, but uh, that's okay. I you know what? You hit me up when it's cold there and it's seventy, and I hit you up when you're hurricane boarding up your window. So we're even. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right. So we've got a couple things to talk about um, this time around. Number one, and we 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 touched on it last episode, um, but. DMB Hub is out and out and out right now. We yep. Yeah. We uh, we released it officially yesterday. Uh, we put the news story up there. We sent the tweets out. We put it on Instagram, on Facebook. We are officially um, releasing DMB Hub, and the party um, that's in Charlottesville will also serve as uh, kind of a launch party as well. But um, the reason why we did kind of a soft release before and uh, a few days before, but it didn't have the setlist game. And we really wanted to have the setlist game included um, in in the release when we announced it. So as soon as that hit the app store, we kind of went wide with it. So um, I, I, you know, the the website's the website, and it's not exactly mobile friendly. And I know that it was a pain to get your setlist game picks in. If you played the setlist game, um, this app enables you to make your picks um, right from the phone. It's super easy, and it even shows you the countdown ticker where your deadline is. So. You know, if, if it's a couple hours before the show, you'll see that you have like an hour left to get your picks in um, and it counts down live. So that's a really cool feature. Um, Jake, have you been hearing anything about it? 
Yeah, you know, a lot of positive feedback and great job, uh, you and Joe. Really, I mean, let's let's be honest. I have nothing to do with this. I mean, I I can barely log in, so this <laughs> is all Matt. So everybody, just give Matt and Joe all the love possible on this. I appreciate you guys saying thanks, Jake, as well. But really, I mean, I'm not there. Well, it, um, well, the the app. I might have coded the app, and Joe might have helped with some design and some feature thoughts. But ultimately, we're pulling off the Ant site, and that is just as much you as anybody else. And so, well, it's a total team effort. Well, I I appreciate it, but yes, you guys did a great job with it. I, I just want to remind everybody that we're sort of walking our way into it um, slowly. Um, everything's going to be fine by the time the tour starts. So by the time we kind of roll to Seville, pretty much everything's going to be fine. There might be a couple little bugs, but just work with us a little bit. I know some people have been tweeting at us uh, about some some stuff with the uh, with the setlist game about songs and such like that. Yep. Just kind of give us a little bit of time to work through it. We're, we're all there. Everything you guys have said, we've got it. We're on it. It's all cool. Yeah, We're going to fix it all. There was a login bug for users of the iPhone 4S and 5 where the keyboard covered the um, the login button and you couldn't dismiss the keyboard. That's been fixed. Um, and then Song 16, uh, if you tapped on that in the setlist game, it crashed. So I submitted an emergency um, patch and Apple actually fixed it the same, you know, it posted it the same day. Um, didn't realize that Song 23 has the same kind of issue. So I've also submitted a fix for that. But since... It's song twenty three and not song one. Um, I, I did. I didn't abuse the uh, ex- expedited process with Apple's uh, store review. So I put that in yesterday, and we're. I'm hoping by Sunday or Monday or Tuesday the latest stats posted. So the Apple at that point will be, as far as we know, bug free, and then. Um, and we'll announce it here on the podcast. We've got personal stats coming. The number one requested feature. Everybody say, hey, can we do personal stats like we could with Ants Tour Central? Yes. And I've been hard at work on that all day yesterday and some today to program. Uh, we'll have song breakdown, show breakdown, uh, overall stats. We'll have stats based on bro- broken down by album, songs you haven't seen yet. Um, that will be in there. You'll be able to add shows to your list right from the app as, as well. Um, so that's all in there and just waiting for this patch to hit so I can then submit the next version to the app store. So, and, and, uh, yeah. And one of the things that Matt just uh, mentioned, I know that a lot of people have been talking about when they, when they look at it, they want to know what songs they have not heard from an album. Uh, something we've talked about in past podcasts about you want to know, you, you want to know what you've heard, but you also want to know what you have left. It's sort of like that completion thing that we have. People want to complete albums. You're going to be able to see all that right there on the Ants Hub and see what songs you still need to hear, which is fantastic. So you're going to know, oh my gosh, if I just heard Baby Blue, that's the one I was looking for. So we're really, really excited about that. I think that's one of the coolest features about it. Yeah, and, and this is it's one of those things where we, we want to continue to make this app better and better. And there are a lot of improvements that we have in mind, um, pardon me, that we're going to be uh, updating the app with over the next following weeks and months. Um, and it's just, it's just stuff that we want to keep adding. And there are points that we have to draw lines to say we have to release this damn thing. Um, so, so that's why we're just taking it in steps. And so the personal stats version will be version 1.2 and then there will be a lot more polish. There's something I have in mind for, um, personal stats. It's not going to be ready for this release, but hopefully shortly after we can, we can put it out there as well. That'll be really a cool add on. And then who knows, we've got some other things in mind too, but, um, that'll cover most of the functions of the site. We're, We're going to increase the amount of statistics you can see on a set list we're going to really flesh that out um we really want to make it 
the mobile go-to for DMB. <laughs> and and um, uh, I was talking with Joe about this earlier. We want to make sure that um, people understand that, listen, you can turn off individual push categories. So if you don't want to get news updates, you don't want to get on this day or what the hot thread is, you can disable those push notifications. So it's a good idea to allow push when you first install the app. And then you can go in in the settings in, inside the app and turn individual ones off you don't want. But you're going to want the live set ones, right? You're going to want right. like DMB Newsflash, which might not be a news story, but it's something that's pertinent in a DMB world that we want to get out there right away. You're going to want those on. So definitely allow push messages and then tweak it to how you like to see it. Right, and that's the big thing is that uh, we're going to try to change around our news the way we were doing it. If you noticed um, in the last couple of months, we've sort of uh, – digress a little bit on the news it's because we've been working on this a little bit trying to uh, uh finite it a bit so you definitely just kind of like matt said leave everything on and then just sort of go through and just decide what you want off that's probably the best bet to do it yeah it's it's funny when this app first um came into concept and this is over two years ago seriously that's how long i've been thinking about this there was some development, probably about 10% of the development started two years ago. And then I went on this massive hiatus where it just kind of fell out of like momentum. And and then over the last, I don't know how long I've been working on it, two or three months maybe? Yeah, more than that. Yeah, geez. I really went crazy. I was, I've, been, I've dunked a ton of hours into it. Um, and one of the original features, Jake, was actually to have a setting for hours that you can receive text messages or uh, push messages because we didn't want anybody getting blasted at three in the morning. Well... With that in mind, since then, Apple's come out with a do not disturb function on the iPhone. So they Apple beat us to it, so we don't have to code that in anymore. But we had that idea before Apple decided yeah. they were going to come out with a, a global do not disturb alert on the phone. So once again, we've beat Apple to the punch of things that they should be having on their phone. We were Twitter for DMB before Twitter was a thing. We, we really were. I mean, it, it's scary how above the curve we really are. Hey, you know, we were doing, we were doing live set list over text. And uh, to those asking on Twitter and on Periscope just now, is it only for the iPhone? Yes, sorry, it is. Um, it is, sorry. I mean, everybody, I, we've gotten just tweet after tweet about people that are on Android. I was on Android for a very long time, for a really long time, more than Matt ever wanted me to be on. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, unfortunately, the truth of the matter is there's, and, and, and I'm a bit of an Android apologist. There's things I like better on Android. And there's things I like better on on iPhone, but the truth of the matter is that if you can afford it and and you can get that phone, it's really worth it, kind of overall, to get the iPhone. And you know we're we're not shilling for for Apple or anything, but the truth of the matter is there's just a lot more you can do with it. It's it's really a matter too for me of uh, you know I don't have a team, I, I can't dish off code and say hey can you can you fix this bug or whatever. It's just right. Me. So um, if we want a good quality app, it's really got to be contained to one platform right now. I mean, it's not like I could just take that and say, hey, I'm going to release it for Android. No, I have to write it from scratch with a completely different language that I'm unfamiliar with or at least not as familiar with as I am with Objective-C for Apple. Um, so it's, it's different. Um, I am if, not, if, and if I'm it, not a software developer either. This is a hobby. If anybody out there um, plays video games, um, they might be familiar with um, the backwards capacity um, capability of like even for uh, an Xbox One to an Xbox 360 or a PS4 to PS3, how some games can be played and some games can't. Well, the reality is you have to kind of recode everything from scratch. That's what Matt's talking about. In order to build something 
for an Android, he literally has to build it all over again. And you already heard Matt say that he spent four months building this. Yeah. I, so I, I, I mean, with, that, um, that's what the truth of it is. I did it with DMB Live Set List, which admittedly compared to this app was a very simple, primitive app compared to what we've done with DMB Hub. Um, and I wrote it for Android. And it's just, okay, let's say I can get the app out. I get it out. And then there's a bug or there's... Um, right, something wrong. Or, yeah, or a feature parody. It just doesn't get fixed. So it ends up being crappy. And I just don't want to... I want, I want this app to be a great experience, and um, I think we're I think we're well on our way. I, I'm really excited about the app. People seem to be really reacting to it. It's free. I mean, hell, just grab it. I mean, I think it's going to be huge for for tour time. I really do. I mean, being right. at the, being at the show and being able to pull up stats about the song as it gets played, I think that's I think that's awesome. And again, if you if you love the app, if you really dig it, please you know rate us, give us a, a really good yes, review. Please review if, us on iTunes. If you do not, um, don't don't review it. Just tweet at us and, and we'll take care of it we're, we're pretty good at answering tweets uh, individually um you know we do it i mean literally um you know literally all three of us um joe matt and i will answer tweets all day long individually so we will do everything to make everything um uh, kosher as, as humanly possible yeah and and um to that point with reviewing as well we built in sharing functions to the app so if you're on a show you see that little little uh, arrow in the top right corner you can share that and it, it if you know the on this day graphic that it builds a set list and it kind of puts uh puts it out there it basically builds that graphic with a DMB Hub uh, logo. You can share it to Twitter, Facebook, any of your social networks. You can share it on iMessage. You can send it over AirDrop, anything you want. Or there's a link right in the sidebar to tell a friend about the app. So please do share. Tell your friends. I mean, the app's free. They have nothing to lose. Go ahead and, and install it and, and see what they think. I mean, it's if they're DMB fans, you can't go wrong. Absolutely. So, um yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, we just have a couple comments. Um, Wilson Clare, one of our amazing podcast question and supporters, um, asks us, and it's kind of been answered already. But he says, "Hey, Ants, I love the DMB Hub app. Thank you, Will. Will other feature? What other features will be coming? Personal tour stats, the ability to vote on the front page poll. The front page poll is a good question. I hadn't thought about that. Very good. Yeah, yeah until very you good said question. It. I would love to build that in. So, um, stay tuned. We we might do that. It's not a major headlining feature right now, but I think I could work that out. Um, and as I talked about a little earlier, personal show stats, yes, they are coming. And and that's something that we're we are uh, as as fans, we're very interested to see what people think. And and to us, um, the guys that kind of run ants, we're interested to see sort of the people that go to the front page versus the people that go to the boards, because we've seen that there are kind of different dynamics um, on there, and we like to build. Um, we're trying to build everything for all the DMB fans. We realize that if you're listening to this podcast, you must be a, a pretty good DMB fan. Um, but we want even the casual fan to to want to use this app and be welcome into it. So yes, that's what, something we want to do, and we're very interested in to see that uh, yeah. the, the front page. We uh, when when people log in, obviously it stores it in the database because we want to tie the user ID to um, future ideas that we have, one of them being uh, possibly putting out a push notification where let's say it's the fifth show of the tour and the, the, the set list gets entered and you're playing the set list game, you might get a push message that says, hey, you scored 26 points last night on the set list game and you are ranked sixth out of everybody who who, who played the game last night, which I think would be really cool. We're, uh, we can do that now with the login, the personalization, which I think is awesome. Um, but we, to, to your point, Jake, uh, the, 
the uh, the demographics of people who are on the message boards, people who have the app, not at all necessarily overlapping. I mean, we we have a lot of people who have logged into the app who have never posted on the boards. Exactly, and and that's sort of like our thing, and. I think that's something that we're known for is like, oh, if you're an ant, you have to post or you have to see X number of shows. We're not like that. We are not personally us that run the site aren't like that. You know, we just want to make something. We're all DMB fans. So we're sort of like kind of kind of inclusive. So, you know, there's it's not a contest to see who has the most posts or who's seen the most shows. We just want everyone to use this app and, and use it to their their advantage. And that's really what we are trying to come come across with this. Yeah, and one more comment was from Two Step O Four One at Brittany Baccia, I believe. Um, Ants marching. Big thanks to you guys for the app. Oh, been Long awaited, and it turned out amazing. Hashtag Ants podcast. Hashtag Free Dodo. Free Dodo. Thank you much. Yeah. Yes. Uh, well, thank thank you, uh, Brittany. That's much appreciated. Um, it's good to it's good to hear those that that people are liking it and uh, you know I'm doing my best to kick out more and more features. I am but one man, but we're but we're working on it and a lot of hours are going in and it's a lot of fun. And speaking of um, uh, Brittany's uh, hashtag about the uh, dodo shirts, oh, yes. thank you everybody for uh, ordering them. Um, they are with the printer right now. I believe he's printing them even as we speak, which we are recording this on a Friday evening, which is unusual for us. But again, because Joe's not here. Um, so uh, I believe he is printing them now. So I hope to be sending them uh, next week, which would be the week of the 24th. Essentially, everyone's going to have their shirt before the tour starts. Oh, that's huge. And the, yeah. the, does the tour starting mean Charlottesville? Well, that's what my goal is. There might be because of travel. Some people might be. We'll figure it out. Right. I, I'll know a lot more uh, once I have everything. But basically, I'm all set to go on my end. So I know there's like 200 people that ordered shirts, and I, I promise you, you'll all have your shirts. That's so, good news. And thank you for putting that together, Jake. I'm really excited for mine, I'll tell you that. Well, I, I'm very excited. I'm glad everybody really got behind it. It's a fun shirt, too. And this is kind of um, something we talked about um, last week with uh, when I mentioned I went and saw Pearl Jam, the whole ghost thing. is It's just a fun thing. It's just something that I think kind of unites all the fans. And And – and, and I get it. Like people have said, like, well, how come we chose Dodo? Why didn't we choose another song that could be better in their opinion or so, or so on and so forth? But really, this is more of the fans uniting behind something. And, it, and we're just trying to show that we're all kind of like one person, kind of one fan. And we, you know, we just want to, you know, we just want our stuff. That's all. Yeah, it's, a, it's a well-received song. It's it's always been popular. It's And I think... Um... You know, some devil. The album kind of caught everybody by surprise, and everybody was worried. Does this mean it's the end of DMB? What does this solo oh, yeah. album mean? And and they weren't sure what it was going to be like. And it was essentially an all star lineup of musicians on that album. I mean, Dave and Tim alone by themselves have created great music, and I think Tim really does a lot to push Dave's creativity when it comes to songwriting. But that, that throw Trey in there? Are you kidding me? Yeah, it, you know, um, over in Ants Plus, for those that don't have Ants Plus, there's there's kind of a couple threads. That, that get a lot of play and one of them has my name on it. Um, but one of the questions I get often, and in fact, I got it again was, um, do you, do, do I personally think that, uh, Trey will, uh, guest this year? And, and my response was in all honesty, it was, I had not looked at the, um, the fish tour schedule of, of what it was because a lot of it plays into who's going to be where and such, and where's Trey going to be at that certain time. But 
it's my opinion that of all the people that have guested to play with the Dave Matthews band, that uh, Trey is literally the most underrated performer of all time to play on any DMB song. Because I just think Trey is such an underrated um, guitarist. Yeah, he's he, great. He, he ranks, to me personally, um, I was thinking about this with, with the unfortunate passing of, of Prince um, just this past week, that when I think of underrated guitarist, the two that immediately jump to my mind literally are Prince and Trey, because I think Trey is literally that good. And if you guys are not familiar with Prince, um, there's a song Prince. Um, Prince has a, a thing where he was very, very um, protective of his songs, and he hired a company to make sure that his stuff was not available via any means of uh, uh, YouTube or anything like that to the point where fish where um, I'm sorry, um, Prince actually sued fan sites. Now, obviously it's marching.org is a fan site. So it's something we would not be behind, but he was that protective of sort of like his copyright. He was kind of like the new wave of Lars Ulrich in Metallica. Yeah. And, and I, and I get where he was coming from. I understand where he was, on that, just sort of like, you know, it's his stuff. But at the same time, it, it's, you know, in my opinion, I hope everybody else feels this way. Uh, Antsmarching.org does a lot more good for the Dave Matthews Band than it does bad. I, I, I hope that people feel that way. We, we're trying at least. Well, to interject I mean, on that real quick, Jake, I really do believe that because of that point you just made, that we don't catch any any slack for um, the torrents. I think, I think had it... I had our, you know, the community and uh, at large not been a, not been so helpful with BNPs and the message boards that that digital downloads might have taken a different turn in terms Absolutely. of what the policy says. And, and we're lucky, you know. A lot of people like to make fun of of Corin. Um, he's he's a fun person to make fun of because <laughs> he has a simple name, and you know, you could put a little dollar sign in his, in his last name and make it funny. But the truth of the matter is that it literally, I mean, ants marching doesn't exist if it wasn't for Corin and the other people um, related to red light management that basically said, you guys do what you want to do. We respect that. Um, so, you know, it's tough for us because we, we, we really sort of team up with the other fan sites in a way for other bands. But here's, you know, Prince, who's like, you know what, all these fan sites, they, they can go suck it. Um, it. It's tough. But again, like I said, we're lucky. If you have the opportunity, just to kind of sidebar really quick, old story time. There is a song that's story absolutely... Story time with Jake. Oh, I got a better story later. But anyway, <laughs> um, there's a there's one song that Prince has no control over. It's actually by the Beatles. It's by it's called uh, "While My Guitar Gently Weeps." Mm -hmm. It is a song written by uh, George Harrison, and it was performed in a tribute to George Harrison. And the lead singers on it are Jeff Lynne and um, Tom Petty. In that song, um, Prince actually performs the guitar solo at the end. And it's on YouTube. You can find it. It's really simple. Just type in Prince while my guitar gently weeps and you will see the talent that Prince really is. That's where I put Trey. I mean, he's oh, like okay. literally to me, I think Trey is that good. He's just so unbelievably underrated. It's just you think of him as Prince, uh, you think of him as Fish and the jam and the 17 minute songs and you're into it or you're not. But 
that's something that uh, I think Trey really brings to the band is just his ability to freestyle and bring something so out there that you did not expect. Well, so I would be all sport. Not, I, I'm very reluctant to dive into this, but of all things I've uncalled, the number one thing might be opinionated. Maybe would you agree with Jake? <laughs> no, never. <laughs> well, but so I'm, I'm risking making myself the goat of this podcast, uh, maybe of the greater DMB community by saying this, but, and I'm not, not I'm, I'm not knocking. I never was on the. I never got on the Prince bandwagon. Really? Okay. Well, that's fair. I always. Um, maybe I'm going. He always seemed like a creepier Michael Jackson to me. Uh, to me. I mean, there's no the, Neverland or anything like that with Prince. There's none. But, but for whatever reason, he, he was very sexual, right? In his in his style. Um, but I never was like, oh, that's sexy. I was like, oh, that's creepy. Uh, to me, um, Prince. Uh, I, I like talent. I just talent to me. I can watch talent any place. Like I, I went and I mentioned this in a, in a past podcast. I went and saw a uh, Jake Shimabikuro, who is a ukulele player. And you could think a ukulele is just like whatever. But to me, he is the greatest ukulele player of all time. I can watch talent at any level. To me, Prince is the greatest talent overall that was going today. I mean, there's it's him and Stevie Wonder, and that's it. Yeah, and I and I will I will I will acknowledge that. And, and my comments weren't disparaging his talent at all. Just 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 not, you know, no, me and that's a fan. cool. I, I actually yeah. I really respect it actually because you, you cannot like you cannot like his music. That's cool. I'm down with that. You'd be like, you know what? I'm not in, I'm not into that. Yeah, and and that's pretty much where I'm at. But I mean, obviously, rest in peace. Um, a great talent. If, if it were if it was drugs. It, it makes me less apt to be like, oh, I'm so sad, and more like, oh, you idiot. You know, I, I, a lot of people kind of gloss over the fact that nobody's forcing you to take drugs. And if right. and if you do and you end up, you know, overdosing, don't be stupid, you moron. You know, to quote Howard Stern's father. Basically, yeah. That, I mean, that's what it is. That's sad. And I know that um, addiction is, is different for every person out there. So, you know, even to Michael Jackson, who we spoke of earlier – is you know sometimes addiction is just overwhelming and it's unfortunate so it's just to me it's just a, a great loss of a great talent it, it really is it really so, is you know will the um a song that you and i are sort of sick of well you especially a jimmy thing they've been doing sexy mf which is you know sexy motherfucker Ooh. um the outro for years now i wonder the reaction of fans for that now well i think that pretty much guarantees jimmy thing shows up at charlottesville yeah i think so too. that might be the saddest news of this whole weekend yeah really i mean <laughs> no offense prince <laughs> but it's it's true but you know it's gonna i mean certainly when they played it at seaville and they will i mean let's be honest you're gonna be there so they're gonna play it so um i mean even you would take a pause i think Oh, I mean, yeah. I, if they do the sexy MF or shaking that ass, I mean, the crowd's going to go ballistic. Fine. So be it. That's fun. I agree. Yeah. So that all circled back to the fact that Some Devil was an overrated album. Dodo was always well-received, right? That's how we got into the trace and, yes. and then onto Prince. But, um, yeah. I, I, I like I, how you circled that. That was very good. Yeah, I don't find Dodo to be a controversial choice. Uh, for all the songs to to want to hear from the band, full band, uh, I think it's kind of... Uh, I think it makes a lot of sense, actually. More sense than most. 
You could just grab any old random song off the shelf and say, hey, why not this? But I think Dodo has proven itself to be a great song on the album. Very popular. Proven itself to be fantastic live with Dave and Friends. And Dave and Matthew's band have played a lot of songs from Some Devil, or at least a few. Right. Uh, with a lot of success, Dodo not being one of them. So, hey, let's extend it. Let's hear it. I would say that of the uh, Some Devil songs that fans overall want to hear, it's literally Too High or Dodo. And nothing against Too High. I actually like Too High a lot. Um, but just Dodo works a little better in the hashtag. So, yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, okay. So we weren't going to take a break, but we, did, we had a pretty good solid segment there. Let's take a quick break, Jake. We'll come around. We'll talk about Live Tracks 37, which is just inconceivable. Oh. Inconceivable. Oh unconceivable <laughs> and then we'll take some listener questions we'll get the hell out of here we'll get you guys back to a Friday night so uh, thanks for listening we will be right back stay with us
Okay, welcome back to uh, our second segment of Ants Podcast 68. Yeah, 68. 68, wow. So we've got a couple uh, more things to talk about. First being um, the availability of Live Tracks 37. So it's been out there now for a couple days. It can be downloaded. Um, people have received their copies. Uh, I've listened to a few tracks, but Jake, you just got done listening to it in Toto right before this podcast, right? I, I did, and wow. I mean, it, it's just amazing how... Um, I, I was listening to it with my family, my, my entire, everybody, my kids and everything. And what struck my oldest daughter, she's, she's 14 now, which is frightening. But anyway, um, the thing that caught her was that a, she knew some songs. She's got some songs that she knows that she, she knows from the early days. What would you say? And, and song Jane likes. And she noticed that it was so tight. She said, oh, that sounds good. Like when what you what would you say was done? She said, oh, that sounded good. And I said to her, you know, this is literally the band was almost two years old when they played this. And it didn't occur to me until she mentioned it. Just like she said, wow, that sounded really good. And I kind of took it for granted. I was like, you know, this is I don't know what day of the week it was. But I mean, this was a, you know, what was this a track show? So it could be a Tuesday or Friday or Saturday or whatever. This is just a random night in November. And you could walk into a bar in Charlottesville, Virginia in 1992 and hear this quality of music. Oh yeah. I mean, Leroy is, I mean, people are going on and on about how great Leroy is on this. And this is just a Tuesday. This is just, (laughs) I mean, the shit he did every damn week, you know, it it is, it is so good. Um, it's amazing. I mean, and, and the fact that we can be saying this, uh, you know, 25 years into the band's existence and a good, what, 10 years after they started really releasing a lot of live releases, right? Right. I mean, they've been doing this for, for quite a long time. The fact that we are still this impressed and blown away by by a release from the band, I mean, at this point, it's kind of ho-hum old hat. Oh, another it's- release. It's just another high-fidelity version of shows that we've heard a million times. Uh-uh. This is something else. It really is. It's it's truly a special show and just to set the, the sound that they had that early on and it is different. If you're not familiar with uh Peter Greiser on the keyboards, um the differences he makes on, on Lover Laydown. It's it's really as 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 common as 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 uh as it's the same similar as it is now with Lover Laydown specifically. It's vastly different with Peter playing on the keyboards. And just that subtle difference of just the keyboards in there just makes all the difference in the world. It's it's just it's amazing Jacob, how have we not fixed this show in Tour Central? Have we not? Oh no, you know what? I have not. I apologize for oh, that. I need no to do problem. That. Yeah, so we're a little behind on that, but because I was going to look for uh look for the track list and I and I was like, oh, that set list looks a little off. Yeah, it it is off because that's another great thing about this, and this is this speaks to the guys that put everything together uh, for the live tracks. Is they went through and they found a show. Not only do they have a multi-track recording of a show, they have a multi-track recording of a show that um, until it was released uh, announced that us and the Almanac actually did not have the full set list for. Um, and we had the which, wrong venue. Uh, yeah, actually, we had the wrong venue too. We still have it. At, we still have it listed as Flood Zone, but it's actually a tracks. Yep. Yep. Um, so 
I, I, I listened to probably the first... So I went all the way through Minarets. I, yeah, I listened to the first disc, basically. Um, I love how he introduces Help Myself as Dangerous Hours at that point. It wasn't even called Help Myself. And completely different. Uh, it doesn't say uh, Desperate Hours. It says Dangerous Hours. Dangerous Hours, right. Yeah. A little, little different there. Um, that song... Uh, help myself if you're not familiar with it it did not become help myself really until late 92 which is this is november so even later than that it sort of settled into help myself into 1993 it was fully called help myself um and that's when the lyrics sort of settled to where they are today um so slightly different there which is still a great version though and again different with peter with the keyboards way different oh yeah are you uh are you What's your favorite track? Are you are you a spotlight guy on this release? I tell you what, that spotlight oh, is just so amazing. Good. Do it, you do you think with the release of Live Tracks Thirty Seven, the reaction it's getting, the band's twenty fifth anniversary taking next year off? Do you think there's any chance in hell that they drop that in Charlottesville? There certainly is a lot better chance than there ever was before. Yes, that's a great answer. I think. I, I am I am happy that the reaction of spotlight is people realizing, Oh my God, this is a great song. This, this version of it is so good. It's amazing. So I, it makes me, it gives me pause to go. I hope that uh, Dave and the rest of the band can hear it and go, Hey, you know what? Maybe we should give this another shot. Well, uh, it was a few years ago. What didn't spotlight come up in an interview a few years back? I think it did. I think it came up in 2012. He sort of mentioned a couple songs. I uh, mentioned Get In Line. I remember that, which was sort of like, oh, my God, I can't believe he mentioned that. Um, so, yeah, there's there's some songs out there that Dave might act like he doesn't know, but he's, he really does. Um, and just But just hearing a, a full version of it gives gives me hope that there's a chance that it can be played. I, I hope so. Uh, I just, just can't believe how good it sounds. Um it just makes it it's a completely different kind of way to listen to this band from 24 almost 24 years ago 23 and a half years ago it's just incredible it's easily the the best release spotlight because it's the first mixed version of it but wow i mean for for that alone it's worth it so tim at be myself on periscope just asked do you think the band even is aware that the disc is out yeah i think so yeah do you think they're at all plugged into uh, the fan reaction? No, no, that I don't think. I don't think there will be until somebody tells them. But I think they know. I think everything kind of goes through the band, you know, sort of like a uh, "Hey, we're going to release this," just so you guys know. I think that definitely has to be approved. I don't think it's just like stuff being haphazardly re- released. The the only thing I really worry about with Spotlight or the chance of it showing up are the lyrics. Um, it's kind of uh, conceded in a way now after the yeah. fact. Now that they have you know mil bu- million dollars and all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, you know it's 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 a difference when you know. Would you like to retire with a million when you get a million dollars for just showing up? <laughs> right, right. It basically was them dreaming about what they the heights they'd want to hit, and now that they've hit the heights. It might be a little. I wouldn't care. I mean, it, obviously, it wasn't like they wrote the song yesterday. Um, right. It's just optics, basically. That Worried about. And you know, it, it's funny because the song's actually kind of um, very, very smart. It's it's so condescending of, hey, here I am. I'm in Charlottesville. Essentially, to me, this is what the song is about. 
I'm here in Charlottesville. This is where I'm from. I'm from a small town. Yes, you can give me a lot of money and it'd be great, but I'm really a small town person. And and it's so to me, it seems like so personal to Dave because that's sort of like his upbringing. Even though he lived in in Johannesburg and he lived just outside of New York City, um, you still he's still a small town guy. He was in Charlottesville, so he's a small town person who just kind of had all this talent and he wanted to stay true to his roots. Could he, could he be living in a lonely world? <laughs> he could sorry. in a small town. I'm sorry. That was, good. That was too easy. So, yeah. That's... So, Live Tracks 37, it's out. It's available now. I, um, yesterday, actually downloaded the Flax. The Flax, not the MP3s. Yes, yes. Ah. Um, like and it, so- it sounds incredible. So, and I'm not usually one to go out and buy every single Live Tracks by any means. And this one was just a, a no-brainer all the way. Yeah, I hope that uh, I hope that people have downloaded. If they did download or purchase, I hope they feel the way the same way we do about it. We really, really, really like it. Really, like it's it. very, very high up on our list. All right, so we've got uh, a few listeners. Without uh, as the fact that Joe M is not here with us this week um, means that we are going to uh, omit Joe M's DMB vote song series. We're going to omit the theme. We would never be able to do it justice. And that ping pong ball machine, yeah, he's got it with him. So we're out of luck, unfortunately. Ugh. Yep. So uh, we're gonna skip that. We're gonna go right to listener questions, and we'll get out of here. So uh, let's go. So Jake, you got a question? I, I do. It's from uh, Jared Bailey. The first one is from uh, JKM eight twenty. It's at Antimar Shing. What is your best guesstimate on if they cancel the Charlotte show? Hashtag Ants Podcast. Hashtag Free Dodo. Um. I don't believe they're going to cancel it. Um, I, I realize we've already gone over all the um, controversy and such with it. I just don't feel like they're going to cancel it. Um, I don't think they're going to pull a Pearl Jam and cancel it at the last second. So hopefully they um, they will not just for the fans of it. You know, there's a great irony just sort of like in there, regardless of how you feel about this politically. But just remember that the North Carolina law is in place because the city of Charlotte basically – passed the anti-law of this so the city of charlotte passed a law and said you can pee wherever you want and the state of north carolina said no you can't so when you're getting into like little things like that you sort of go well why should we punish the city of charlotte but being what it is i really don't think it's going to cancel so just hold on to your tickets don't try to sell them yet i think everything's cool that and i think you know the the short attention span of the drive-by media is you're kind of getting outside the window at this point if you were going to do it, you were going to do it by now. Right, exactly. I mean, even Pearl Jam did it uh, a couple of days ago. We're recording this on the 22nd. Um, Pearl Jam canceled their concert on the 20th um, and essentially did not get nearly the um, publicity that uh, Bruce Springsteen did. That's true. That's true. So, you know, I, you know it's unf- I, I don't want to take away anything from Pearl Jam, and, and I don't want to take away from anybody that, that feels uh, passionately about this, but unfortunately that um the the reality is that so much of it's media driven that you can only strike when when the coals are hot exactly exactly so uh dave t at Booberries asks ants what songs if any do you think will get liberated this summer tour hashtag ants podcast um i honestly do believe and i don't want to jinx anything so asterisk disclaimer whatever you want to call it i do believe we will get both broken things and dodo this tour Wow, that's—I mean, I can't believe because we don't plan this out ahead of time. 
So everyone listening, but literally I was going, you know what? I really think you're going to do Broken Things in Dota. I wouldn't be surprised if they opened up Charlottesville with Broken Things. I mean, I would be surprised, but I mean, I think I think that this tour might be just that bold since they're taking next year off. I, I'm, God, I hate to even say it, but I really expect Dota just to be kind of different. Um, a song that I personally have not heard that I think is uh, sorely underplayed is um, Kit Kat Jam. I would love for them to do Kit Kat Jam. I'd like for Dave to kind of um, freelance some, some uh, lyrics over it. I wasn't too crazy about the um, non-lyrical 2013 version, but any Kit Kat Jam is okay with me. I, I think we're really going to get some stuff that people want to hear, and that's a good thing. There's a there's a there's a fine line you can mix between playing things that that the casual fan wants to hear and the Hardcore fan wants to hear, and I think that this tour can represent exactly that. You haven't gotten Kick Out Jam? I have not. Isn't that unbelievable? Well, I'm taking my second phone here and loading up um, the latest version that's not out yet, but the test version of the DMB Hub app. And I'm going to go into my songs and my breakdown album and see how many times I've seen it. So if I go down to Busted Stuff, there it is. I've seen Kick Out Jam five times, Jake. Oh my goodness so, gracious! When was the last time you saw Kick Out Jam? I saw it Friday, June fourth, two thousand and ten, at Saratoga. So I've seen it three times wow. at Saratoga, um, and twice at Darien Lake. So three of those times were once at Darien Lake, and then it looks like, uh, interestingly enough, they played a Sunday Monday two night set at Saratoga in two thousand and two, and they played it both nights, um, which is interesting. You usually don't see that. And then no. again at Darien in 2003. And then it was a full seven years until seeing it again six years ago at Saratoga Performing Arts Center in, in June 2010. That was also um, a show where you got a Dave-only last stop tease to start the encore. Um, yeah. So I've got it five wow. times. That's That makes me very, very angry. It's You know, it's funny. I, I would have to look and see, but I do not believe that Kick Out Jam has been played in Florida because the Florida tour, uh, um, remember, Busted Stuff came out on July 16th, 20, uh, 2002. So the um, album did not re- – the uh, Florida shows were before that. So because of that, we they did not play any of the uh, Busted Stuff songs prior to that there was no tour in 2003 so my only chance in florida to hear um kick out jam would have been 20 2004 until um present day and it has not been played since oh, that's true that is true so unlucky me even though i've seen um shows outside of florida but for us good old florida people um none of us have seen it so unfortunate for that us unfortunate why don't you grab yes. another question J.M. Shippy at J.M. Shippy 41, like the song, says, At Ants Marching, what's your favorite non-Lily White album and why? Hashtag Ants Podcast, hashtag, hashtag, rather, Free Dodo. Hashtag, bought my Free Dodo shirt. Thank you, J.M. <laughs> Shippy. I appreciate that. Um, my, my favorite non-Lily White album and why? That's an excellent question. Um, I'm going to go with the same album that you're about to pick, and that's going to be Before These Crowded Streets. No, 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 no. I think he means non-Lily White produced. Oh, non-Lily White produced. Um, to me... Because that would have been my answer also, yeah. Yes, wow. Um, thank you for correcting me for that. Um, boy, everyone's going to hate this. Um, but um, 
when I when I listen to stand up, I listen to the potential that I can hear. And when I realize that what became of that stuff live, I realized that stand up wasn't that far away from being what they thought it was going to be. Do you understand what I'm saying? Well, I've been re-listening to both Everyday and Stand Up recently just to try to take a bit more of an objective stance on it. And I don't – I think I probably like Everyday better. Um, wow. I do. But it's not I, – I say what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I don't completely disagree. And and I don't want to take anything away from uh, Big Whiskey and the Rubik's King. I actually like that album a lot. I've listened to it a lot, so I'm trying to sort of go out of the box a little bit with the answer. Um, but I see, every day to me still bugs me. It it, it feels very offensive to me, yeah. and I just go back to that time. And it's it's unfortunate. And I know there's people like me, and there's other people that are like, "What the hell are you talking about?" But um, I uh, will go with Big Whiskey and the Grugrex King. I um I think Rob Cavallo knocked it out of the park with that album. I love the sound of it. Um, only a couple miscues as far as I, I consider on, on production. I think um, Why I Am is thin. I wish that would have been crunchier. Um, yeah. Uh, it, what else song. do you... Is there anything... I mean, do you just... I'm, I don't mean to put you on the spot. Is there any other song that you really, like, sticks out to you? I'm just kind of curious. On Big Whiskey? Yes. Oh, my God. You know Shake Me. You know how I feel about that. That That yeah. is the most important song in the last 15 years of the band, if they didn't come out and kick you in the teeth with that album, then they were doomed uh, after, after every day and a mediocre busted stuff and then stand up, they needed to bring it. Um, and big whiskey did. And that Grux into shake me. And I know what shake, what happened with shake me with live and the encore and overplayed. Forget that on the album. Tell me that song's just not incredible. I agree. It just is. I, I absolutely agree. And there are many a fan listening right now that says, you know what? That's the best performance of uh, Shake Me. It's just the album. And and they wish they would all play it like that. Yep. Yep. I, I wish they'd slow it down a little bit live and just, just go loud and, and, and sharp. It's just a, it's a great. Now, my problem with Busted Stuff is not Steve Harris. Um, my opinion, and this is just my opinion, um, I, I don't have any inside knowledge is the point. I think the band came out of the Lily White sessions, tired of those songs, tired of the method of Steve Lily White, wrong or right. And um, they said, well, we got to release these songs. There's too much pressure. Let's just get in there, bang them out, and get the hell out of there. So I think in most cases, the songs weren't given the attention that they deserved. Uh, and that's not, that's not Steve Harris's fault. I think the band said, you are not going to make us work extra hard on this. We're right. in, we are out, we are done with these songs in the album, in the studio. Um, there are a couple improvements. Raven is vastly improved. You never know. It's a wonderful song. Um, that's, that's the great irony to me is that it feels like it's mailed in to, to, you know, coin a phrase. However, you never know is so good. Oh, it's so good. It it just makes you wonder. You're like, wow, why doesn't the rest of the album sound like this? And another song that I think is vastly improved on, um, busted stuff over Lily White sessions is actually digging a ditch. Yep, yep. I think digging a ditch is That's great. Good. I, I love Grace is Gone too. Yeah, it really. Uh, boy, yeah. That's yeah, you know what? You're all gonna laugh at me, and I'm gonna catch some shade on this. I know, but I think some people might know what I'm talking about. Um, I talked to you about this, Jake. I texted you like eight years ago, and I remember you just just lambasting me for it. But I'm gonna go there. 
I think Coldplay uh, has emotional yep. payoffs in their songs uh, more than most bands I've listened to. Uh, I hope people understand what I'm saying. There's a buildup, and it gets to the end, and there is this emotional payoff that just, ah, and it releases, and it, it just it, it gives you that feeling. And I, I wouldn't say that um, Dave Matthews Band has that a lot in their songs, but You Never Know is one of those songs that just t- tips over at the end. Uh, with the Every Fire Dies Out, um, It's it, it, I think it hits that point. I, I think it's one of the most brilliant songs that Dave's ever written. I just, I, I think it's one of the most personal songs he's ever written. Um, and I, it's two I, songs in one also. It, it is. I think it's, it's truly the most personal song he's written. I truly think it's about his father. It's about cancer. It's about dying. It's about living. It's about being a child. He, yeah, he ties that. in with his children a lot in that yeah. song. And, and it's just, there's so much going on in that song. It's, one of the best written songs of all time. Why has it not been more of a staple? That's a great question. I, mean, it's, and, I think I think its rarity index is under ten. That means oh, less less than one in ten shows that song gets played. Yeah, it's it's unbelievably rare. Um, and it's literally one of those songs where I want to hear it every time. They could play it twice. I would not care. I mean, it's it, one it, of it is really good. It's it's just that's one of those songs. That's a great call. I. I agree with Nobody's you. Nobody's ever unhappy about hearing you never know in the set list. Exactly. Even if you're not that familiar with it, you could walk away from that going, damn, what song was that? Yep. Wow, that was that was really, really good. Um, Michael Landers, which is at Michael Lander five out uh, out uh, your former way toward uh, Syracuse, oh, yeah. New York, asks at Ants Marching, any predictions or wishful thinking as to who may guest with the band in Seville hashtag Ants podcast also a hashtag for free dodo. Um, I, you know we talked about this a little bit last time. I think that it goes without saying that we're going to hear John Durth. Um, other than that, I, I, I'm thinking that really it's not going to be like that outlandish. That's I would I would love Howard. I, I would love the stickest out there with. Oh my uh, god! I would. Jeez, I would love that. Tra- I'd love to hear Greg yeah. on, the, on the Chapman stick Gr- for sure. Greg Howard. Greg Howard has a um, – we, there's a couple performances. It's actually on uh, on Ants. Um, if you go over to our uh, tour, to our um, uh, downloads, rather, in our torrent section, there's a couple shows where he plays on Dreaming Tree. One of them is 10 – I'm going off memory, so I apologize if I'm wrong, but 10 um, The other is 10 um, Those are two Dreaming Trees that he performs on. And oh my goodness, what a difference it makes on that! Oh yeah, wow. Well, the Chapman stick is kind of like a a uh, a sharper bass guitar, right? Would you say? Yeah, yeah, but it's got it's got elements. It's more like a piano where you can play lead and bass at the same time. Yeah. So there's a lot more going on to it. It's a very complex instrument to play. Um, there's not a lot of people in the world that truly can play it. So. Um, just wow just it adds so much to the song a, a song that's so deep it gives so many more layers to it that would yeah. be oh my god that would just be the end uh okay let's see i've got a, a question here i'm gonna jump down a little bit jake marco Ajizi at marco Ajizi asks ants how big is the am.org staff is it mostly just you three or does it take many more to run hashtag ants podcast hashtag joe m podcast series <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, 
Yeah, Marco, so um, really the staff is just us three. We have a handful of um, loyal and really dedicated moderators who kind of clean up around the boards and keep things, um, you know, keep the riffraff out, keep the, the ship running. But in terms of the site, um, operations, news, server operations, programming features, uh, podcast production, it's us three, and it has been. Since the get-go, yeah, really. Um, you know, Zach does a lot for us. Uh, Zach's been very, very busy with some other stuff, but he is um, he's great. You guys probably know him around the boards, um, but he's been very busy the last couple months. We haven't seen Zach around in a wee bit because of other personal stuff going on, but Zach is tremendous. Our moderators, we, we're so lucky to have, you know, all those guys, Sean and Matthew and Sarah and everybody else that does everything for us it's just so great that we're lucky to have people that can really help us out and do things when we're not around so we we're super lucky oh most definitely oh man we're you know i when i think of when we first started matt and you know it's just like holy crap can you (laughs) are you gonna be on at this time (laughs) what are we gonna do we were using aol instant messenger heavily like it's just like, oh my God, do this, do this, do this, and now it's just, it's, it's great. We've, I, I'm not sure how many mods we actually have, um, more than eight. I can tell you that, but um, they're all on there. They all help out a lot, and it's, it's just very, very helpful. But yes, it's unfortunately the only people that get to talk is uh, me, Joe, and uh, Matt, and we don't let Joe talk on days where he's in Florida. So. That's true. That is very yes. true. We got time um, for a couple more questions, Jake. You got another one? I do. I have uh, one from Jason, whose name we always mispronounce. I'm going to say Lammer this time. There you go. Um, which is at uh, Notas Lame 24 at Ants Marching. So I screwed up myself and didn't get the Dodo shirt. I know you say they'll be back, but any guesses when? Hashtag Ants Podcast. I do know. It's <laughs> ironic. Um, they will be back probably. Um, we're recording this again on the 22nd. They'll probably be back next week. I hope it's going to be a very limited number of shirts available after I do the uh, pre-order. So basically when I put the number up, it's going to let you know if there's a shirt available or not. So um, jump on it when you can, once they become available, there'll be a big note on the, on the main page and we'll send out a tweet. So you'll know. Cool. So keep an eye on that. Yes. I, I think we're good, Jake. I mean, I think that that pretty much exhausts most of the questions. Again, thank you for for writing in. Obviously, hashtag uh, Ants Podcast on Twitter for your questions. Um, review DMB Hub. Go grab it off the App Store. It's free. Give us a nice review. Be nice about it. You know, share it. Tell your friends. Uh, tour time is what uh, we got two weeks away. We are two, two weeks, weeks yeah. away from the tour and the Ants Night Zero party at uh, Mile Night Loco. Zero. Yes, yeah. and uh, and by the way. We have a very special, um, exclusive show to listen to. Ooh. So I hope everybody will be there for that. Oh, so we got some exclusive music for the, for the party? We do indeed. Oh, that's outstanding. There it is. There it is. Well, thank you to all of our podcasters, or our uh, uh, Periscopers <laughs> for jumping in. Yeah, podcasters. Periscopers on, on a Friday night listening in. Um, I'm going to let Jake get to bed because, man, he is tired. He oh is, my god, it's yeah. so far past my bedtime. Way past, way past. He's already had like three glasses of warm milk. But um, thank you again all so much for listening uh, to the AntsMonstering.org podcast. We will see you next week. Take care, everyone. Thanks for listening to the AntsMarching.org podcast. 
Visit AntsMarching.org and be part of the largest DMB community on the Internet. Show downloads, Tour Central, personal show stats and set list game, and so much more. AntsMarching.org, the best stop for all things DMB. Oh